0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the church online. Amen. Because I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here, all right? I don't know about you, I'm tripping right now because I just ate a grapefruit and I'm drinking water with my grapefruit and it's freaking my mouth out, all right? So sorry if I seem a little weird right now, but anyways, praise the Lord, amen? Let me just continue that prayer. Father, we just give you the praise. We just give you the glory. We just give you the honor. And right now, Lord God, we are praying in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, for for just understanding Lord God, understanding what is on your mind, Father. What is on your mind today, Lord God? And how do you want us, your kids, all right, to move towards your thinking, Lord God, and to be able to see the way that you see? We're asking for that right here this morning in Jesus' mighty name, amen. You can always go ahead and just say amen. I don't care where you're at, you can always say amen, praise the Lord. Check this out, man. Not Last week, all right, not this last week, but the week before last, all right, when things were getting real crazy, I was actually in Phoenix, all right? Some of you guys know what happened, all right? And I was down there, and I appreciate all your prayers, all right? But uh, I was in Phoenix, right? And uh, I was staying at my daughter-in-law's house, kind of hanging out there because I had some things I had to do. I had her car and she was working like a block away from the Scottsdale Fashion Center, a block away from all that stuff that just went crazy, breaking windows, rioting, r- running through, you know, uh, all and just tearing stuff up. And, 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 and they closed her work and she needed me to go pick her up. And so like, I'm on my way there, right? And I'm tripping, man, because I'm going right up in the mix. Okay. And I just need to, I know I need to get her out of there. Right. But, but as I'm rolling up in there, right, you start thinking, okay, what, if, what if something comes this way? What if I'm, 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 there and I'm picking her up, man, and it just gets crazy on whatever side, you know what I mean? It just starts coming at me. And so I'm starting to imagine, all right, what is going to be my posture if I'm confronted what is, well, how, how am I going to stand, all right? All kinds of scenarios running through my mind, all right? All these different scenes, everything except how would Jesus roll? <sighs> yeah, how, how would Jesus roll if it happened to him? That's the only thing I wasn't thinking about. My only thought was how, how to use force, all right, to combat force. What is going to be my posture? All right. That was my only thought, man. And it took a while for me to recognize I'm not thinking like Jesus right now. I'm thinking along with the herd. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not thinking like Christ, man. And I'm just tripping. And I started praying and I started asking God to forgive me for that. And I asked him to help me see the way he's seeing. And if confronted, help me to respond the way he would respond nothing happened. None of that happened. I picked her up, got her in and out of there, but I just started tripping. Check this out. In a sermon, Martin Luther King was preaching at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, all right, in Alabama. All right, he was talking about one night how him and his brother were driving to Chattanooga, right, Chattanooga, Tennessee, all right, and his brother, AD, was driving, and while they were on the road at night, all right, there was all these, everybody, it seemed like almost everybody had their brights on coming towards them, right, and his, and AD, his brother, all right, got Got, got angry and said, you know what? I'm just going to leave my brights on. That's when they used to be on the floor. You remember that? All right. That's it. He said, I'm just going to leave my brights on. You ever do that? You ever drive a night up and down the road and somebody got their brights on? All right. You give them a couple of flashes. They don't change it. So what do you do? Boom. You just bright them out, man. All right. I, I, I've done that. Or sometimes you wait. You wait until you get right right next to them. And then all of a sudden, pow, you hit them right when you're getting ready to pass them. Come on, don't, don't lie, man, don't lie, don't lie. If you have at least thought about it or told the person driving, just do it, all right? You know what I'm talking about, all right? His brother just said, you know what? Martin Luther King's brother said, you know what? I'm just gonna leave my bright here's what, on. Here's what Martin said, all right? Dr. King said this. I looked at him right away, and he's, he's, he's preaching this, all right, in, in, in a message. He says, he says, I looked at him right quick and said, oh, no, man, don't do that. There'll be too much light on this highway, and it will end up in a mutual destruction for everyone. He said, He said this to his brother. He says, AD, somebody got to have some sense on this highway. He says, Somebody got to have some sense on this highway. And, and, and he looked at his congregation, he says, That's a trouble, ain't it? Somebody got to have some sense to dim the lights. That's all of civilization. He says, that, that, that is all of civilization of the world move up the highway of history. So many civilizations having looked at other civilizations that refused to dim the lights shining in their face, they refused to dim theirs. In, 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 in Dr. King's book, Strength to Love, you find one of his most memorable quotes. He says this, he says, returning hate For hate multiplies hate. Adding deeper darkness to a night that is already devoid of stars. He says, basically, darkness cannot drive out darkness. You've heard this part before. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only love can do that. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. All right? Hate cannot drive out hate. Only only love can do that. Hate will multiply hate. Violence will multiply violence. Toughness multiplies toughness in a descending spiral of destruction. Here's what I shared with you this week, man. I told some of you this week, man, it's not impossible to love anyone. you, You know this, it's not impossible for us to love anyone. We look at people and we say, yeah, it is. No, it's not, man. It's not impossible for you or for I to love anyone because our love does not depend on them loving us. Our giving of love. If you're going to love with the love of Christ, all right, Jesus came and God so loved the world that didn't love him back. It is possible, all right, to love anyone but it is impossible, man, I'm here to tell you, it is impossible to create an atmosphere of love, all right, and acceptance through hate. Hate will never be a means to love. It will never be a highway to love. It will never be an avenue to love. Hate will never bring forth love, right? We know this. Why? Because love requires giving. Love requires giving preference, giving sacrifice, giving place, giving an opportunity to be heard and an opportunity to be understood. Look at here, man. I have a lot of craziness is starting to calm down a little bit, uh, again, but we know things can explode at any moment. All right? And, all we know is, and I'm not here to talk about the people who are hurting other people right now. We all know that's wrong. I'm not even here to talk about the hate that is being portrayed all over the media. We know that it's wrong. I'm here, I wanna just talk to you. I wanna talk to me. I wanna talk to we, all right? I wanna talk to us, the ones who Jesus sent, all right, himself, himself sent, the ones who Jesus even said that we are better together. I wanna talk to us, the ones that he sent to make a difference. Can we have that conversation right now? Just us. Because we're the ones who still have an opportunity. We still have an opportunity, everybody really does, but we know we have the opportunity to not allow hatred to be our guide. To not be merely led by our opinions, man. I was, <laughs> this is gonna find, this is, I, I'm, I you ever heard of Jewel? I know you guys ever heard of Jewel, man. Uh, she's that, that singer, that songwriter, and kind of an activist as well. Uh, She mentioned this, man. She says, right now, our our opinions aren't really what's needed right now. Listening is what's needed. Opinions without heart, without love, opinions without, they're a weapon. And right now, man, we're living in a world where everybody's using their opinions to bludgeon one another. What if, man, what if just you and I, what if you and I, what if we just, what if we right here, all right, I'm not looking, I'm like, look at, this is not the message where you go, yeah, you know, so-and-so needs to hear this, so-and-so needs to hear this. No, this is us having this conversation right here, right now. All right, what if we, what if us, what if we just decided to be human once again? You're like, wait a second. No, think about it, man. What if we just decided to be human beings once again? Human being human to other humans. All right. I've told you before, man, that you being here makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. If you weren't here, it would be, things would be different if you weren't here. There was a circle around you. There was a world that lives around you that if you were not here, it would be different. You know this. And so you being here makes all the difference. We know that. But I'm going to ask you, if if being here makes all the difference, my question is, what are we really being while we're here? We get this all twisted up, though, man. When we think about this, when we think about the things that are going on, and it's across the planet again, all right? Second thing this year that is planet-wide, everybody's paying attention to, all right? And we look at this stuff, and we say, okay, okay, okay. Tolerance. Uh, you know what? Let's promote tolerance. Let's promote, let's practice being tolerant of other BOM beings. Let's, let's talk about tolerance. And I don't want you to get this twisted because I am not here to promote tolerance. That is not what I'm talking about, man. And you're like, wait a second. Uh, you know what? I thought tolerance is a good thing. You know what I mean? Now, let me just kind of remind you of something. And I love the way this guy, uh, Michael Ramsden he puts it this way tolerance, he says, most of us think of it positively, right? <laughs> but, 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 you know, today, but, but, but most of us, actually will define it negatively. Think about it this way. If if, if I was to invite you or if you were to invite me to dinner tonight, all right, if you were to invite me over to dinner and you made your best dish possible, you had your family favorite dinner and me and my family, we came over right and had dinner. Okay. And, And then the next day you're hearing me talk with another person about having dinner at your house last night. And they asked, hey, man, I heard you had dinner with the so-and-sos. Uh, you know, how, 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 how was the food? Oh, it was tolerable. <laughs> All right? <laughs> you're like, wait, 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 wait. You would be like, what? And well, well how was the company? How was the company? Oh, I tolerated it. I mean, come on, man. You know what I mean? You're thinking like, you're like, wait, 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 wait. All right, immediately we're recognizing, okay, there is something wrong with just merely tolerating human beings. Right, that's not what we're after. You see, when we talk about tolerance, I, you know, Michael Ramsey says this. He says, "I know very few people that want to be tolerated, but I know a lot of people that want to be respected. They want to be respected. Think about that. Think about it, man." Instead of tripping on, 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 what, on what and then who you will tolerate, ask yourself what it means just to, to treat somebody else with respect. And I know we go to that place, you know, respect needs to be earned. you got to earn my respect. Well, there are levels of respect, yes, I agree, that need to be earned. I understand that, all right? But we all hit the planet with one level of respect, and that is being a human being, a creation of God. All right? That gives us that first level of respect. And I'm going to just ask, what would it look like if we just decided to treat someone, treat someone with respect, respecting their story, including their story, and even involving their story as being a human story. Check it out. I wrote something, I want to put it up here because this little quote, real quick here, is you know, and I just want to, what would it look like for you to, to allow other people's pain to become your concern? What would it look like for you to allow other people's pain to become your concern, to allow their healing to become your hope, and to allow their joy to become your happiness? This is beyond tolerance. This is inclusion of a human life. You see, we're those people that are sent to do exactly this, 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 this thing right here that you're seeing. That, look, we're, we're sent to do this because Jesus did this, all right? He allowed our, our pain, our separation to become his concern, all right? Our healing became his hope, and our joy becomes his happiness, man. He, he gives us our joy. You see, the plan never was, man, I know we get this twisted all the time, especially in Christian circles, all right? We get this all, the plan never was just to become a well-behaving Christian. Just behave like a Christian, all right? Just follow all the Christian rules. Just, the plan was never to become a well-behaved Christian who just walks around everywhere and finds, them, finds themselves, because we're so well-behaved, we have now, we have created the, uh, the, the privilege to come in and make a point. Well, we're the ones behaving the most, so here's our point. Well, God never, never called us to make a point, All right? He called us to make a difference. All right, we're here to make a make a difference and not just a point. Check this out. Jesus was telling this story, all right? Because there was there was a certain lawyer, all right, that that was trying to catch him up in a freeze, all right? And he was look asking God, you know, asking him, okay, what is it what does it look like <clears throat> to uh inherit eternal life?" And and and, and Jesus asked him, "Well, what well, what does the scripture say? What how do you read the scriptures?" And he says, "You know, well, it says, uh, um, he says, you know, I, I, you know, basically, I have it written down. I'm just got, I lost my train of thinking. All right, here's what's driving me nuts. Sorry, guys. All right, but I have to move these papers because they're freaking me out. All right, sorry. This is how I roll. Um, anyways, all right, he said this. You shall love the Lord your God. This is the guy's answer to Jesus, right? You know, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor is yourself. And he, he knew he answered right. And Jesus said, well, you know what? You've answered correctly. So do this, and you're going to live. And then, desiring to justify himself, which is something that we always catch ourselves doing, trying to justify ourselves, and it's not just about ourselves. The guy says, "Well, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor, man?" And and just before we get into this, I just want to challenge you guys: the only time you should ask a question, "Who's my neighbor?" is when there are no people around. If there are people in the vicinity, according to Jesus, you got neighbors. You got neighbors, man. Not just talking about the ones that live next door across the street or the guy that never, never waves when you drive by, not that guy. He said, let me tell you a story, man. Jesus said, there was a man, look at verse 30 of Luke, we're in Luke chapter 10, sorry, Luke chapter 10, all right, we're in verse 25 through something. All right, anyways, in verse 30. Jesus said, "Look at that, and you've heard this story before, you've, you've heard it, it has its own little certain name, all right, Good Samaritan and all that. Jesus said, look at, check this out, dude, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. More than likely he was a Jew, all right? More than likely he was a Jew. He's talking. Jesus is talking to Jews. He's actually talking to the Jewish leaders, the leaders of the Jews at this time. And uh, the Jews were actually very prejudiced type people. They thought it was their God-given right to be prejudiced against other races. That's what they thought, okay? Jesus said this, he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among some robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, Jesus said, a priest, all right, a man of God, all right, was going down the road. And when, he, and when he saw the dude just beaten up and half dead on the side of the road, he was actually on his side, man. He went and he changed sides. My side's over here now. And he kept walking. He made a point. You got yourself into it, get yourself out of it, right? So many times that's our, that's our go-to, man. Right, and, then, and then another, he says, so likewise, a Levite, which is even another, another uh, uh, office or position of a man of God. When he came to the place and he passed him, he saw him and he too passed him on the other side. He made his point. Pastor Chad was telling me a story in sermon prep one day of of how when he was a young man, he had a pastor. And uh, the pastor and his family were on the way to church one morning, right? And um, they saw a guy with a flat tire. And the son in the back seat said, Dad, we should stop and pull over and help that guy with a flat tire. The dad said, No, son, we have to get to church. To which the son kind of remarked in the back, said, Wow, I really hope someone who's not a Christian comes by to help him. What is up with that? You see, Jesus didn't come, Jesus didn't die on the cross so we can make our point. All right, sorry, man, that's your problem. You know what? I'm not going to get involved in that. Plus, you're bleeding. I just took a shower, These are my good clothes. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you, know, I, you know, he didn't come so we could make a point. You know what? You know, you should be paying better attention to where you're at. You probably deserved it. You know you did something to deserve it, all right? And, and so, and, you know, he didn't come so we can make, he didn't die on a cross so we can make a point. He never called us to merely make a point, all right? He died and rose again so that you and I could make a difference, that's what he did. Look at, he goes on and he says, but a Samaritan, All right. Again, he's talking to a Jewish audience. He says, a person that you have great prejudice for. The Jews and the Samaritans, do a little history check on that. Back in the time of Christ, you'll find there was a great unrest, a social unrest, all right? And there was just, there there, there was a great prejudice, all right? The Samaritans really weren't as prejudiced against the Jews as the Jews were against the Samaritans, all right? And there was just a great social unrest. And he says, but a Samaritan came by. And was walking on the side of the road. And as he journeyed, he said he came to where he was and he saw him. And the, the idea of seeing him on, on, carries this, this connotation. He didn't just glance and say, oh yeah, there's a dude dying right there. He literally saw his condition. He saw him and saw into the man. More than likely, he looked into his eyes and saw the pain as well as the wounds that surrounded his life. He says that he saw him and he had compassion. He had compassion. He started hurting for the man and thinking that compassion that drives us to say, I not only need to feel something, I don't only need to say something, I need to do something. You see, too often we see people and we feel something. And we make ourselves feel better because we did feel something, all right? We are still human, and I felt something. I had, I had a feeling that that wasn't right. And then maybe we'll go on and say something. You know what? Not only did I feel something, I said something. I even posted it on Facebook. Boom, do you see that? That's how I feel, all right? Awesome, good job. You got the easy part done. But compassion drives us to action. Compassion drives us and moves us to action. He said he saw him. He felt something. All right? Maybe he even said something to himself. But more importantly, he did something. Check this out. He went to him. He was already on his side of the road, man. All right? He went. To him. He came to the guy. He took, all right, he took a knee. No no implications here, but but he took a knee, man, next to the guy. The guy's on the ground, man. I mean, how are you gonna talk to the guy? All right, he took a knee to the guy and he started just relating to the gentleman. Yeah, gentleman, person, human being, remember? And he started he started interacting with him. And it says that he bound up his wounds. So he took some of his stuff, maybe one of his good shirts. All right? Maybe one of his good, um, I was going to say sarape because that's what we used to Um <laughs> Sash. I don't know. Maybe he was wearing a sash. All right? Whoosh, bound up his wounds. All right? He bound up his wounds, man. And he took some of his own oil and his own wine, <clears throat> poured it on him, gave it to him. And then he took him, helped him up, set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn to take care of him. He got off of his horse. Was it a high horse? I don't know. Was it a low horse? I don't know. All right, but he got off his horse and put the hurting man on his horse. All right, again, probably a Jew. Helped him on his horse and brought him to an inn for what? To take more care of him to take more care of him. Let me ask you this, man. Right now, we're already on the other side of some street. There's some stuff that is not happening on your side of the street that is happening on the other side of the street, and you don't understand it. You're trying to feel something about it. You're trying to have a conversation, or you're trying to ignore it. One of the two, man, but it's on the other side of the street, right? And we we don't, know we my question is, what's it gonna take for you? What's it gonna take for me, all right, to go to the other side of the street, all right? Or recognize there might be something even on our side Of the street that is happening, what is it gonna take of us to prevent us from walking to the other side of the street so that we can go around what's happening even on our side of the street? What's it gonna take, man, for us to move towards the hurt, to move towards and the the things that we don't understand? I was talking to Abriana, some of you guys remember Abriana, all right? I was talking to her last yesterday, right? And then and, and, and she was actually saying this in our conversation. She goes, when are we going to run to other people's pain? We, we don't mind. We love running to a birthday party, right? We love running, running, running to a good time, all right? When are we gonna run to pain? Because that's, that's who God created us to be. When are we gonna run to others' pain even if we don't understand it and without telling them why we think they're in pain? without telling them why we think it just might be your own fault that you're in this. And instead, just kind of remove all that and just try to listen to people and recognize that a human story is happening in a way that we probably can't understand it, but if we would take a moment to understand humanity and fight for humanity as a whole, Again, man, you guys are getting this twisted sometimes, like I'm going to this side or this side or this side. I'm on God's side, period. Do you understand me? You're like, where do you stand on all this? You know what I mean? I stand with Jesus. I read his word. I'm reading the story right out of his word. that just describes a lot of things that are taking place. Because his, his word is timeless. His word is eternal. He's always moving forward with it. And, and so should we. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to run to someone who's bleeding? All right, you, come here. Are you willing to run to somebody who's bleeding? Are you willing to, to run? You, it's a mess. Are you willing to run to them? Let me ask you this. Are, are you, are, because Jesus did. You understand that, right? Jesus did we were bleeding, man, open wounds, man, and he ran to us. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to bleed with someone who's bleeding? Are you willing to own their pain, make it your pain, and bleed with them for a minute? Because Jesus did. And I'll get even crazier. Are you willing to bleed for someone? Are you willing to bleed for someone that that doesn't know that they can bleed, that doesn't know that, that they're already maybe bleeding? Because Jesus did. He bled. He died. And he got up for you and for me. All right? For humanity. Not so that we can have this spot and just look down on the rest of these lower human beings. No, 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 no. There's a cross, man, and guess what? There is a level playing field called humanity at the foot of the cross. He bled, he died, rose again for you and me. What are you willing to do, man? What are you willing to do? Check this out. The story continues, man. The next day, this guy right here, man, he took out some cash, some of his money. He's just been given all of his stuff to a stranger, somebody he didn't know, somebody who probably would hate him on a normal day. If this wasn't the situation, remember Jews, Samaritans, prejudices, all kinds of craziness going on, someone would probably hate him on a normal day. All right, he, 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 he not only got down, took a knee, helped the dude out, bound some of it, took some of his good clothes, wrapped him up, gave him some oil, gave him some wine, put him on his horse, took him to an inn, all right? He hung out with him, tried to care for him, but he still knew that he had business he had to go take care of. And so what he did, he pulled out some cash, all right? Gave it to the innkeeper and said, look it, man, take care of him. Please take care of it. I'm going to pay you. I'm not asking you to feel the way. Too often we expect everyone to own our convictions, all right, when they never signed up for it. This guy wasn't going there. He would not say, look at, man, you need to do this too. No, 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 no. He didn't break out his opinion. He just said, look at, man, this is how I roll. Here's some cash. Will you please take care of it? I'm going to pay you. All right, will you please take care of this cat until I get back? Give him whatever he needs. Just use all of it if you need to. But I'll be back. And he says, if you go over the amount, I'll come back, man, and I will pay you what you go over. Check this out. I got another quote for you. I'm gonna put it up there. This is kind of a large one by Ronald Raulhauser. He says this, and I'm gonna read this a couple of times, and I'm gonna leave it up there because you might wanna write this down. This is pretty cool. The quality of your faith will be judged by the quality of justice in the land. The quality of your faith, all right, will be judged by the quality of justice in the land. And the quality of justice (laughs) will be judged how well the weakest and the most vulnerable groups in society fared while you were alive. Man, did you see that? Are you reading this right here? Check this out. Let's read it again together. I'll read it with you, man. The quality of your faith will be judged by the quality of justice in our land surrounding us, all right? And the quality of justice in our land will be judged by how well the weakest and the most vulnerable groups in society fared while you were alive. What if, man, just instead of us running around, making our point, what what if we were actually making a difference? What if we were making a difference? Making a difference lasts a lot longer than making a point. Don't you know that? How many times have you made a point, right, and it just, nothing? All right compared to how many times somebody made a difference in your life. And it stuck, changed things. Making a difference lasts a lot longer. It's actually funner to do. Why? Because we were created to change, to create change, to make change. We're world changers, man. Every one of us, we're world changers, man. God created us to change the world for his glory. And we do that by changing our world. When our world changes, then the world around us automatically responds to the change in our world. Jesus is the change in your world and the world around you is gonna respond to Jesus. Don't you get it? This is us, man, this is we, this is what we do. It's who we are, making a difference. Here's what I know, man. I know this, that, God, that God, God is not waiting for you to initiate the work of the Lord in the lives of people. And you're like, wait a second, is this against what you just said? Listen up. God's not waiting for you to initiate, the key word, the work of the Lord in the lives of the people around you. He's not waiting for you to start something up. Too often, man, we're just, we get caught in a freeze or we get too full of ourselves, all right? Because we think we have to start this new plan. We have to start this new initiative. We have to create, you know, sometime, something that doesn't exist, all right? When in fact, that's not the key that's happening. That's not what God is involving us in, all right? God is, he is wanting you, all right? He's wanting you to join him in the work that he already started. See, we got to get it right? if you would understand that, that God's not waiting for you to, to initiate the work of the Lord in the lives of people around you, all right? He's just wanting you to join him in the work that he has already started. Henry Blackaby he said it like this, God is working all around you. He's working all around you. And he's inviting you to join him in the work that he's doing and has been doing since he created this whole place. And all of us, Will you join them? How are we going to do that? There are four things I want you to do this week. I'm going to put them up here so 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 you'll be able to see them. I keep pointing it to the screen like you guys are here to see. I'm going to put them right up there. All right? I'm going to put them right here. And see, when you guys come in the audience, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to put them right here. You're going to be like, where? All right? Anyways, so enough of that. Four things I want you to do. And it begins with number one. <laughs> you're like, shouldn't it? No, you'll see why it begins with number one. Love first. Love first. Love first. The scriptures, remember we, we, we had some homework a few weeks ago. And it was out of Romans chapter 12, right? Remember he said, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, attest what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. Love has to be your filter. if if, if you look at life through the filter of love then you're not finding yourself merely trying to tolerate people You're, you're finding yourself trying to learn how to respect humanity and you're recognizing that every human being on the planet desires to be loved everyone so if we love first I think the things that follow well, then they have great power, great meaning. They create understanding and they change the world. Number one, love first. Number two, don't just tolerate people, respect humanity. What would it look like for you this week Coming up, you know, up here we have a unique uh, <clears throat> we have a unique oh, thing that happens every summer. We we get flooded with summer visitors and and vacationers and second people in second homes up here and stuff. And I always it always blows me away, man, how I hear people just just speak so negatively about everybody's coming up here. Go home and all that stuff, man. <clears throat> That's bringing revenue into our community. All right, and more people here to see Jesus in you. Jesus is actually importing people from all over to come up here to see what Jesus looks like through you. And if we would stop trying to just tolerate people, but actually respect humanity, they just might see him, right? Praise the Lord. Love first. Don't just tolerate people, respect humanity. Number 3, There's a lot of conversations going on right now, right? And you see it all over, and you've been caught up in some of these conversations. My challenge to you is don't be a part of the negative side of conversations. Don't be a part of the negative side of the conversation. It's easy to go with the herd. I know, man, these people and this and that, or you know, this side of the law or that side of the law. And we can, don't be a part of the negative side of the communication. You know, if if you're loving first and you're respecting humanity, well, then you got something good to say, don't you? Don't you? And finally, number four, you've heard me say this a couple of times. Don't just make a point, make a difference. It's easy to go in there and drop the mic and blast out of there. But when you make a difference, like I said, it lasts longer. I was down in, 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 uh, in Phoenix and I told myself, everywhere I go, I'm gonna let people see me smile. I had a mask on, a lot of places they made you wear a mask but I'd remove it, smile, put it back on. All right, freaking people out everywhere. But anyways, all right, it made a difference. <laughs> People smiled back. A couple of people dialed 911. But, anyways, right? It was fine. Smiling makes a difference. Helping people, the greatest question I always challenge you with remember? What is the greatest question that we can possibly ask others? You're like, Do you know Jesus? No, 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 no. Slow down, back up. That'll come. How could I help? How could I help? Remember? How could I help? And then follow through with action. That makes a difference. Giving preference, no, you first, makes a difference. Listening, understanding, trying to find, asking questions so you can better understand rather than challenge somebody to feel small. Ask questions and understand. Don't just make a point. Make a difference. Love first, respect humanity. Don't join the negative side of the conversation. And don't just make a point, make a difference. Ron told you at the beginning, um, and some of you are gonna be like, oh, I didn't watch the beginning. Well, you should next time. It's the first of the month. Many of you probably already know this, at home and gathering with your families. Um, maybe if you don't have your communion elements for your family right now, maybe you want to hit pause on the video right now. All right, and just hit pause and go grab a hold of uh, you know your juice or your wine and your, your bread. But if there was ever a time right now for us to come to the table of communion, it is right now. The communion table brings us to that grounding, that centering place before Christ. Would it be amazing if the world, the whole world today said, you know what? Let's stop everything, all the craziness, all the the stuff. And let's just see if we can recognize that Christ gave his life for everyone, everyone. That his body was broken. How amazing would it be if two people in a neighborhood who are just arguing and you had this problem with your neighbor back and forth, back and forth, if the two of you can just say, you know what, let's break bread together. Let's recognize that Christ, I'm gonna recognize that Christ died for you. And maybe they could say, I'm gonna recognize that he died for you. It changes our perception of human beings, man, when we do that. As Jesus said, he goes, you know That night that he was crucified, that night that he was crucified, or the night before he was crucified, my bad. He was sitting around the table with the boys. They had the bread, they had the wine. He grabbed the whole of the bread and he broke it. And he said, this here's my body. That's being broken. When you gather together, take this bread and remember it's of me. My body's being broken, so your body doesn't have to be. Today, we're thinking that so many people need to be broken. No, we're already broken, right? We don't need to be further broken because he broke his body for us. He said, eat this and remember that I did this for you. Father, we remember. For your glory, we remember, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we receive, Lord God. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our animosities and hatred. Forgive us, Lord God, for not loving the way you called us to love and lead us in Jesus' name, amen. There was a carafe at the table with wine. I can imagine the imagery as Jesus grabbed the craft and he had the cup and he poured the wine into the cup and you see this red flowing wine fall into this cup and he says, this is my blood. It's my blood that's being poured out for you, for your sins. Literally saying, there's, there's, when a body is emptied of its blood, it dies. This is me dying a death that you can never die. So you don't have to die for your sins. This is me dying for them. So the sins that you're pointing out of your neighbor, the sins that you're pointing out at this person, the sins that are being pointed out in your life, Jesus said, I paid for them. Receive the payment. He said, when you come together, did and receive that blessing. And Father, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You guys stay close. We're going to be coming out with another update this week when we're going to be gathering, so stay close. We'll put it on our website. We'll be on our Facebook. You'll see it blasted out there. It's an important one, so stay close. Love you.